Bad at Parties is sponsored by Abbey Art Seattle and the Ballard Homestead, music, arts, and community events for people of all ages and incomes. With reoccurring events including the Moth Story Slam, Cathedrals, and The Round, there's always an event when you're in Seattle. Check out Abbey Art's online calendar for intimate performances by many of the artists featured on Bad at Parties. Learn more about this nonprofit organization and how you can attend, volunteer, and host events at fremontabbey.org. Hey gang, this is Andy Zook, and you're listening to Bad at Parties, one-on-one conversations with artists at the corner of the party. Bad at Parties has been an amazing opportunity for the past nine months to dive into some amazing conversations with folks, conversations that without this podcast would not have happened. And I don't mean just the guests, I mean you, the future ghosts. Thank you for your kind words of encouragement, for reaching out, for saying, hey, don't you have a podcast? When I walk into your coffee shop and opening up. This is the end of season one, but not the end of the conversation. There are many, many more people that I want to be talking to, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. It's probably going to be you. It's probably going to be someone you know. Reach out. I believe that things should end where they began, and to make that a reality, Chris Crawford is back on the show. Chris has been doing some amazing artwork with his Slides project, which you can find on Instagram under at the slides, or on stage with the production group Parlay. Check out this episode, follow Chris, and I'll put out some bonus material with some exciting new shit before season two. So don't subscribe, even though you miss me, I miss you too. If this is your first time listening, maybe back it up a notch. Listen to the first conversation with Chris Crawford, and of course, subscribe. Okay, let's do this. Chris! New mic? Yeah. No, this is the same one that I've been using. Really? Yep. I thought it was the white and blue one. Really? It's the black one. It's the black one. Yeah. I think that the goal is going to be round two of the podcast. Update that. Update some other stuff. Make it look... When when would that happen? This is just the close of season one. This is is the close of season one, and then... You're not done, done. No. I... Well... Who knows? I'm in control. Yeah, I can true. do whatever I want. No, but I, really, my thought is um, when it jumps back in, it's going to be uh, season two with, like, probably better audio. I think I just want to take a break and, and get back up to a spot where I can, like, I don't know, know what I'm doing more. I've got some practice pieces, and I'm like, yeah, I want to practice it. You're giving me these shaky heads. What? You started it. I started it. Of course I did. It's just the... <laughs> Just, oh, you started it. I'll keep doing that. That's going to stay. That's that gonna is always the, the surprise. You've been on it once, and you think that you know the tricks. Sorry, man. There's tricks still. And you don't you don't know the tricks. No. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be good. It's been nine months, so it's been like a school year. That feels like a good close. <laughs> I feel like you're breaking up with me. You're like, all right, yeah, it's well, been nine it's months. Been nine months I want to do some interpersonal work. <laughs> I've, I've tried hard. Yeah. So well, yeah, no, nine months. I mean, that's a big deal, doing something every single week for right. nine months. Right. Is... I missed two weeks because I took a break for New Year's, Christmas stuff, family things. And then yeah. I was like, okay, that's it. Um I wanted to go the full year was my original thought. And then, like, as it was getting closer to this week, it was just hitting this point, and I've got a bunch of the band stuff that we're doing. I was just like, no, 
Yeah, this is where it needs to. Yeah, take care. This of is the right time. Sometimes it's just the right time. Sometimes you know. And who am I beholden to? No, you. nobody. Not me. Not you. That's for sure. This could be a ten-minute podcast. We're like, I'm done, and then I would never do it again. And who the fuck cares? Well, there's people that care. There's you. You listen. No, that's not. I. It's not true. I. I. Because I listen to these episodes, and there's like there's at least a hundred to hundred fifty people that listen to these. Sure. To more. Yeah. So it's not just like. Oh, there's no future ghosts. No, there are Which, can you explain? I don't understand that. Okay, I, it just, like, slowly crept in. So the future ghost concept was, like, the weird idea of, like, you're, you and I are talking here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you want to address this concept of a listener. Right. And, and it breaks the third wall, but that's, that's a weird thing. That'd be like if this was not a conversation. Yeah. I you th- and I are just talking. There's nobody actually here. There really isn't. I don't know. That's true. I, I think that... But the concept that... The, the concept is, though, that people would or could listen. Yeah. That they're, like... They're they're the ghosts of the future is more, like... like It's kind of like an Ebenezer Scrooge thing. It's like, well, they're not... They're not... I guess. They don't even exist. Right. Like, those people as a listener. But, like, when someone is listening to it, it's still right now. And at that point, this conversation is a past ghost. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think time's weird. It's very weird. I haven't watched Arrival yet, is the big point I'm trying to make. Oh, I haven't watched that either. Dude. I watched Interstellar for the first time, like, three weeks ago. What'd you think? Just cried like (laughs) a baby. That's so great. Just so much. Ah, It's such a good movie. It preys on the three things that I'm probably the most sensitive to. Okay. Time, Uh, space, (laughs) dads. (laughs) Just those three things probably make me cry the most. Just like, what's out there? You never can get your time back? <laughs> Dad's. Sorry, Dad. Wait, but how does space fit into that? Space is like the, the infinite nothing and everything. Okay. It's, it's like just, yeah, and dark matter and right. stuff, which is, which is I, I'm going to get this wrong, but I learned that dark matter is us sensing gravity hmm. from something that we don't know like, where it's coming from. Okay. So we can see the effects of gravity, but we don't know what's causing that gravity. Okay. Right. And that's what dark matter is. Right. It's that, like, people are looking out in a space, they're looking at this, and they're saying, okay, this should be moved in this way. Right. However, based on all of our knowledge of physics, we're not seeing those patterns reflected, so something is definitely causing these gravitational movements. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for reference to what I'm talking about, uh, it's the Joe Rogan podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh. So you can just go listen to that one, and, and they talk about it for like 15 minutes, and Dude, I, I'm I've, still confused. I've only listened to <clears throat> Joe Rogan's podcast like one time. Really? Yeah. I know it's really good. Like, I liked it. I just mm-hmm. didn't subscribe, which is dumb. If you like a podcast, subscribe. Not necessarily true, though, because he puts out content like every single day, and my phone... Like, and you made it weird. My phone mm-hmm. would, I'd be like, why is, why is my phone full? Yeah. Like, like eight gigs of podcasts. <laughs> I get that. I, I'm a deleter. I'm like a regular deleter. I'll delete, like, text, text messages. Text messages. That's yeah. come up on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, after, I think it's 60 days, I let my, I haven't said that any of my, yeah, any messages, gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. Literally, you texted me, like, last week, and you were like, hey, here's the thing we were talking about. Were we talking about this, or did you just talk about it on a podcast? (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, become a different part of our friendship. Well, I was actually thinking about recording this episode, because it was going to be a little bit different, because when we did the first one, 
um, didn't really have, like, either A, expectation or, mm-hmm. um, or yeah, just didn't know. But then, subsequently, I've listened to all of these episodes, like, not with you, right? So right. it's been, like, inside of a conversation that I'm not, and I was just like, oh, I'm used to listening to Bad at Parties uh, while I'm doing, like, dishes or driving mm. or, or something like that, and then doing it again, now I'm thinking about all of the times that I've been with you, but right. not with you. Yeah, I think that, so there's this funny thing, and I've talked about this with Natalie as mm-hmm. well, and I think you've talked about it with her, um, and other bands, where you're, you you listen to somebody, you create this concept in your mind of who they are, they become this character because you've had all of these interactions mm-hmm. with something that they're put out, putting out, whether it's music or a podcast or whether it's some art that you really means a lot to you, and then when you meet them, or when you re-engage with them, even if it's somebody you know, all of a sudden they have these extra layers of sure. relationship that are really one-sided, where you mm. have all of these additional experiences that they're a part of, right? but they've never actually been there. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm so intimate with you and that. And so like Natalie or another band, if you're like, you know, you're at, after a show and you're like, yeah. oh my God, I just love the music that you create. And they're like, that's so great what's your name? <laughs> like, like, they're like, you helped me get through my breakup, and you're like, you are a person I'm meeting for the right. first time. Like, yeah. it's so not equal. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're, um, if you're like me, and you're friends with you, yeah, then I'm just getting way more conversations than anyone okay, else. Okay, right. And here's the, how it plays into it. Okay, when you and I did the podcast last time, yeah. you were like, in a relationship, but I don't think it was public knowledge. Like, right. I don't think you had even said it to me, but, like, I knew. Yeah. But now you've been, like, consistently in a long-term, I would say a long-term relationship now. Yeah. That, that's been going on. And, yeah. like, it's similar to that. You have all of these imaginings of this person that you're dating mm. where you have maybe fantasies, you have uh, ideas of what the relationship is, mm-hmm. and you're saying, okay, I'm broadcasting to you who you are. Sure. And then at the same time, they're their own independent person. Yeah. And you have to, like... I think that that's one of the most difficult parts of any relationship. Mm. Um, is just, like, getting to a point where you're like, oh, right, you are only the person that you actually are when I experience you mm. directly. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I have these imaginings, you're not actually those people. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it's also, too, like, the that goes to the value of affecting and being affected. Mm-hmm. Because the the sort of um, equation that you put with one person heavily being affected by someone's art, and then when you meet that person, what's the expectation of that? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it that now you want to also, like, sort of, I want to give back. Like, you've done so much for me. I want to mm-hmm. do something for you. Like, I want to go to all your shows, or I want to buy your albums, or I want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, like, I want to know you in a really, you know, and, like, do that. Or is it, do you kind of hold all of that in? Because you know that it is sort of this, like, one-sided thing. Right. It's, it's really for you. It's really a give so I can take. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's the point of saying, like, I, it's the, I want to come up and take a selfie with you. Not because yeah. I think it's the start of something really great. <laughs> like, I don't think we're about to have a wonderful friendship. Yeah. I want everybody to know how fucking cool I am. Well, yeah, I Be- wonder if it's that, if it is that. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, yeah, I don't know. See, because yeah, I think about this a lot, because I don't really like selfies. Mm-hmm. 
but a lot of people that I like follow that are are my kind of people that I quote unquote take selfies with. Mm-hmm. A lot of them will, you know, they totally. It's not like a thing. It, it's just like yeah, sure, whatever. Let's take photos. It's fine. Yeah, it's 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 zero. It's just like this is great. I'm so used to it. I think it, it holds up too much space in my mind of like, what does this say about me? What does it say about you? I wish I didn't have that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's it is it's definitely. I I think as time has moved on, I just I'm I'm just a wheel that keeps on changing what I'm worried about, <laughs> and, and maybe I'm like you know maybe I'm taking some layers off that, but there's always I'd, I'll come around to it again. Right. I'll sort of be worried about it again after I understand the first. You know, it's just an onion. Sort right. of. So I asked you if you wanted to be the podcast, and you instantly were like, shit, I wish I had done more stuff since the last time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, but at the same time, I think you've done a ton of shit. Oh, Like, you you were, the the Slides Project, which we talked about all last time, was a concept that you were about to do. You were just about to do it. I had done the, yeah, I had done done one show. I had done the Art Walk. Oh, that's right, you'd done the Art Walk. Yeah, like, yeah, like a a week, a couple weeks before. Yeah, and then you had your first showing at light, where it was up and present at yeah. a location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At, at the monkey grind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that got delayed, actually. Yeah. So I think I, yeah, I think it was supposed to happen sometime in the summer, and it happened in the in the winter. Right, and since then, I've seen you do a number of plays. I've seen, like, you engage with those projects on a much more, like, uh, focused mm. perspective, and I can, and, like, you've been selling the mm. art that you made mm-hmm. from the slides. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're, you've are you engaged in it to a, a big degree, I feel right. like. Like, um, and you just you just launched, like, an Instagram thing, right, for the slides? Today. Today. Yeah. Future girls, it won't be today for them, but... The day that we're recording this, right. I started an Instagram for Right. Yeah. And you... Like, I, I want to know, like, what is the... Like, okay, I'm doing that. What do I want to come of that? Ooh, good question. Um, I think, Thanks, Chris. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, future ghost. That's a question. That's a I question. Just ask Chris, and it's good. Yeah. Um, I, I think that uh, ultimately, I mean, I I think it'd be cool to just have an audience to just get to bounce ideas off of. Sure. Um, and Instagram um, is not only a platform that I like, but um, it. I think it's just one of the best ways to do that. Sure. Um, well, it's a visual medium. And yeah. It's what you're engaging with. And it's, I think so. I think I'm learning too. I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people that have done it, but there's just like there's a lot of for as much of of my fear of doing something wrong, screwing it up. Um, there's a lot of forgiveness just in mm-hmm. I can take it down, I can delete it. Yep. And so I'm. I think I'm just trying to steer myself more towards. Um, kind of a why-the-fuck-not person. Absolutely. So it's like, well, why don't I just get whatever the thing is out of my head, mm-hmm. put it up. Um, if it disappoints me, um, I'll probably learn something from sure. that. Sure, yeah. And so much of like this conversation in these past nine months has often been, what is success? Or oh, yeah. why do this? And I feel like that's been a common thread that I, I keep on coming back to with different people that people think about. And I think you and I are definitely the people that that is too easy of a question for us. Like, we're, I think we're constantly saying, like, here's what success is going to look like. Mm. Here's how I could get there. And what's harder is actually to just instead just do it. Yeah. Don't have point A all the way to point Z figured out. Right. Just have 
starting point, begin trajectory, and find out where mm-hmm. you end up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think, yeah, I just, I talked about a lot of stuff for yeah. a really long time, and nine months ago, and a little bit before then, was, was basically my, um, when, when my birthday comes around, that's sort of when I do my New Year's resolutions. That's where I get really, like, mm-hmm. sort of reflective on mm-hmm. what I've done, who I am, and that September, whatever that one was, but... Um, was very much like, okay, I, I just want to create stuff. Right. Um, and I just, yeah, I just want to have the shirt that I say I want to make or the, um, you know, I want to say that I did, like, the art walk or um, just almost, like, merit badges. Absolutely. Like, not, not obviously not, like, this is, this is even necessarily that I'm successful, but just kind of, like, putting them up kind of on a board to show mm-hmm. some progress. Absolutely. And I think that that is what I'm trying to engage in. I think mm. both of us are in that spot where it's just like, just do the thing. Whatever you want to do, do it. And that's what it means to be an artist for a lot of folks in this day and age is whether it has a return, whether it, like, um, is towards a trajectory, just saying, like, I can engage in whatever art form I'm. Mm. You're making music. You're mm-hmm. doing um, you're doing these performance art pieces where it's plays and it's, like, mm-hmm. um, script readings for your friends that are writing scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, what's the, what's the organization that you're Parley. Doing? Parley. Mm-hmm. Parley Seattle. P-A-R-L-E-Y. The one, yeah. The ones you've done with them have been, like, consistently a fantastic experience for me. Mm. Like, there are some where I'm like, I love that script. There are ones where I'm like, I don't love that script. But no matter what, like, I like going to them. Mm. But that's, like, there's that. There's the slides. You're doing all of these different things. And I think, like, you're very much, I see you actively becoming what you've talked about for a long time, Mm. which is just a, I engage in all, I have many tastes. I have many flavors. I am like a foodie of art. Someone call (laughs) that an artist. (laughs) That's a stupid metaphor. I could just say artist. (laughs) UrbanDictionary.com, a foodie of art. Foodie of art. <laughs> That's stupid. That's on the podcast. Um, but you, I, I, you're doing Forever. it. Forever. Thank you. Yeah, That's man. very. Yeah, it feels very good to um, to hear you say that. As always, you're always really supportive. I think that the. Um, I don't think I'm good with time. I don't think that it's one of your three fears. It's one of my three fears, mm-hmm. and and um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know how the right way to say. It. I'm not sure if it's forgetful or um, I've been trying to be much more grateful lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself an ungrateful person. Almost, but more maybe of a guilty grateful person. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I need to be grateful because there's all this good stuff, and um, and I. Nah, I'm not even sure I'm like, I need, but let me reset this thought. You got it. 400 trillion to one is the odds of becoming a human. And I just been saying that to myself a lot. And that is my, like, that's my, that's been like the last, uh, like couple of months of just sort of like 400 trillion to one. Yeah. And, and again, I go around sometimes that. I would have said that, and that would have been, like, a guilt thing, where it's, mm-hmm. like, you got to do something because of that. But it's just kind of nuts if you actually look at the numbers sure. and kind of, like, running around. And, and for me, in, in that, in those odds, I've been so incredibly blessed. Yeah. And so incredibly beyond, like, 
not even had a lot of like resistance to a lot of ideas or thoughts that I have. Hmm. There's no one like shouting me down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of then wanted to figure out why I was keeping myself from doing things that I say I want to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and I think also if you have a ton of guilt, this has been one of those things that I would say over the last nine months, this is what's a big thing that's changed for me, mm. is if I have all of these doubts around what I can do and what I can't do and, and how I'm viewing myself, um, when I already have so much privilege and opportunity presented to me mm-hmm. and I'm still so internally focused because I'm afraid of engaging with things, mm. um, the point then isn't don't engage with these things because other people don't have to have the opportunity. Totally. It's, no, you're obviously... This is taking up too much space in your mind. Just do it, get it out of the way, and then you can focus on others better. And, like, that's been so great to say, like, okay, I obviously already have a voice. I have a platform. Just fucking organize it, have it every week, and then use it to empower others. And it's been so great to just be, like, awesome, whether it's minorities or whether it's, um, like, people who are not males, um, Mm -hmm. who identify otherwise or who are female, like, just... Either allowing, uh, just saying, like, come on to my show, or trying to say, like, I'm thinking actively about what their voice is mm-hmm. in this space, and trying to return it and redirect the thought and conversation back to those points mm-hmm. and live out. Like, because I'm not so focused on, like, ooh, am I going to be special? Yeah. Am I going to, you know, yeah, and not, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a stupid voice, but, like, am I going to be okay? Right. Like, if I'm just, like, yeah, do whatever. You're going to be fine. Right. Just do those things that make you feel happy. And then, yeah. and then when you're not so obsessed with that, make sure you're, you're turning that around to mm-hmm. others and you're, mm-hmm. you're returning that. Yeah. So, I mean, and you're, and I see you like engaging with this stuff and like, as a result, I don't know. I feel like you're incredibly present. I feel like in the last few months I've seen so much more support out of you, hmm. um, for me and for other people. Hmm. And you've always been like a supportive person, but like a true, like, this is easy for me, or mm-hmm. easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, the so the big like I've had a cup. I've had like my my numbers that I rattle off to people about how crazy it is that we're here. Yeah, but the the big thing that's really changed is like um, taken. I've taken a kindness, I think, to myself mm. in a way that's very new and like fresh, and um, don't think I've really experienced it before. Um, and that has actually gotten me through way more roadblocks internally than mm-hmm. I would have ever given it credit for before I started sort of mm. exercising that for myself. Um, and and has allowed me to explain a lot of things, too, um, by, like, sort of, if I have fears or things like that, um, having the kindness go, oh, I'm afraid. And that's right. like a thing that you feel. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then I can move, you can sort of move past it. It's like finding parts of yourself. Sure. We were talking about dreams earlier today. And we were. when talking about that idea of like normal, like you were saying how dreams would take up a lot of the space and they would feel really negative. Yeah. And like, are you, are you saying, I can't remember what you're saying. You were either going to start writing down dreams or you are writing down dreams. I've started to. You've started to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to kind of take that big concept and put it into a practical idea. Like, that is very much the same, I see. Like, mm-hmm. instead of carrying that negative space that 
was exclusively in your mind. Mm-hmm. This is a story that you imagined. Mm-hmm. You scared yourself right. with yeah. your brain. What scared me? Giant lava monster? Giant lava monster is also me. So <laughs> me scared me. You're right. Um, and you're taking that and you're writing it down and you're saying, great, now I have to go be with other people. I've settled my shit and right. now I can be here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also just like think it'd be... Um, uh, I just am a collector too. And Dude, I will agree with that. Yes. <laughs> We're in my apartment, and you know that I'm very much a collector of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so collecting my thoughts seems like a very mm. next step to go, and, um, and assigning some kind of value to just taking, you know, a, a minute or two to be like, there was a desk, and there was lots of drawers in the desk. Yeah. You know, just something like that. And being able to look back was at that. Was that a dream? I don't know. Yeah. Was that, that a, means? was, no. Was that a, was that, was there a fear of emotion that went along? No, it's, no, and I guess, no. Um, it, it, uh, I guess I'm not just writing, I, I didn't have a bad dream that time. Oh. Um. And that's good. Yeah. You should be writing down all of the things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, it was just, it was just, it, it just stuck with me. And I think it could stick with me because I wrote it down. Yeah. And so I've sort of just been thinking about that. Just That's great. Like, what's the what's what's the deal with the desk with all the drawers? Yeah, I th- I love that. So I, I I think that when you when you write that stuff down, it definitely like turns this um, imaginary concept into mm-hmm. like a let's try to put this into a linear progression. Mm-hmm. And usually it ends up like one or two sentences like that. Mm-hmm. People will try to write down their dreams and they'll be yeah, like, "It's hard. I I have nothing here because it wasn't linear. It's really just like a flash of an idea." Yeah. And it can get frustrating if you're trying to write down a whole page. Usually it's like two sentences. There was a desk. There were lots of fucking drawers. Yeah. And that's it. I've heard, and um, therapists that I've seen before have, like, when I've been talking about dreams and, and having struggles with those, have really been focused on the idea of it's more the emotion. Huh. And what did you feel? Like, name the, name the, the image that is held in your mind, mm-hmm. and it's usually one or two small things, mm-hmm. but more importantly that... What did you feel? Hmm. How did you feel mm-hmm. about that thing you were mm-hmm. seeing? Because that's way easier to talk about. You're like, I saw a coyote. Um, uh, trying to talk about it more, it doesn't really convey what I'm trying to convey, but really what you're trying to say is, how did that coyote make you feel? Right. It made me feel like I just wet the bed. Right. Did you wet the bed? No. Okay, great. That's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I, also, too, I've had some... Um, I've had some important dreams that other people have sort of told me why they were important, hmm. and then it really, like, connected. Right. Um, and a lot of that happened in therapy, too. But, sure. Um, I think it. I think some of it was just assigning some kind of value to it, like ah. just saying that it mattered. Well, and I love the way you said that is assigning value to something. It's like dreams are like money. Mm. They are a currency, and if you... If you take away the country yeah. behind the currency, right. it's just paper. It right. doesn't mean anything. Um, and so when someone defines something and gives it value, mm-hmm. whether you take that value on or not, and whether that is is possible in your mind, is 100% true then. Mm. If you say that's what that means and you believe it, then it does. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been an interesting... It's just been, yeah... I'm like, I'm like working all of the math out on that. But, sure. um, well, I think the why that practice is good for other art forms is it mm-hmm. gets you used to taking something that you don't understand mm-hmm. um, that has truly 
zero value. It's my songs. They have zero value. Our artwork, it has zero value until we believe it has value. Hmm. And then it does. I'm not sure I agree with that. Oh, okay. Hit me. I, I, well, I don't know. I, I guess, but maybe, but maybe some of it is just not sure whether or not I, def- like, when I define the value of something, mm-hmm. to me, that defines it for me. But it doesn't necessarily define it define it for other people. Right. Like, I can't tell someone... Absolutely. Right? Right. And I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when we are, as creators, before yeah. we present anything to anyone else, when it's just ours, if we want... Like, we have a choice to present it or not to present it. Right. And like not, we have to value it yeah. enough to present it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, it's not going to go out into the world if I don't choose to, unless I've created rules that demand I have to totally. put things out, yeah. whether or not I see the value. Yeah. Um, which is its own merit. But, like, um, it's that thought of... I, I, one of my, Blake DeGraw, who did the podcast not too long ago, he Mm -hmm. is a composer, like really 21st century music, and I used to work with him, and one of my favorite conversations I ever had was like a super, very typical, um, if a tree falls in a forest, does it make a sound? Like that conversation, and his answer is a easy and clear no. If no one hears it, it has no sound. Because vibrations occur, that's fine. Right. But unless those vibrations are experienced, then that's not sound. Oof. Like, humans are put on, uh, and, and creatures exist to take these physical things that are happening and organize them. Without our eyes, and without our ability to touch and feel things around us, there isn't, like, you look around and there's not space that you're actually in. Like, there, if none of us can see what things look like, then there is no color to us. Then it doesn't exist. But because, but because we see it, it exists. Yeah. I, I don't know if I believe that. But, I, but maybe... I, but I think there's part of me that probably feels vulnerable in, like, not having many kind of deep, uh, like, conversations about whether or not things exist if we don't experience them. Right. Or not. I just don't... I just... I, I think some of it... I think some of that is that I haven't taken too much stock in saying what uh, the entire human experience is. Right. Well, it's that, it's that idea, I forget what philosopher this is, but there's that concept of if I, if I put, like, a, a cat... Oh, God, yeah. I was you just know like, that? It's the cat yeah, inside the box, well, yeah. and there is an equal possibility that the cat is both alive and dead. It's sort of like not one or the other it's until you open the box. It's neither alive or dead until you open the box. And even if you wait like six months, it still could be... It still is equal parts alive, alive and dead. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. I think The cat's that... dead, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's the like... And that's the like, if the tree falls down, I'm inferring that sound is happening. Right. Because I know the world. I've right. experienced the world. Totally. But that, again, that's my experience. Yeah. Without us. Yeah. I, I think don't... that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, like, we're, like, almost like we are, uh, uh, oh, man, I was, like, flipping between six different things. But we catch stuff. Right. We, like, experience it, and we sort of are witnesses to things that happen. Yeah. Okay, so, like, it's a friend who comes to the show. It's a bunch of people coming to the show. Right. If no one comes to the show and you play a concert, it's not a concert. That's a practice. Mm. If people come to the show, it's a concert because they experience it. If people come to your practice, that's a show. But, couldn't, but, but wouldn't you say, though, that I could say that it's a 
that it's a concert, not absolutely, a but because you become your own audience at that point. Oh, interesting. Which I think is great. I think you can. I think that that is one of the goals as an artist is to become your own audience. Yeah. And to find joy. If you don't find joy in this, and you're exclusively doing it for other people, it probably is not going to last very long. No, but I think if you know that, it's getting to actually understand and knowing that that's why you're doing it. Yeah. That takes the longest amount of time. Absolutely. So you'll do it for a very long you time. You'll do it for a very long time. Before you actually understand why right. you're doing so it. So we talk about the slides. Like yeah. this thing that you're engaging with. If no one showed up to your slides presentation, yeah. I don't think it would matter to you. Like, not as much. Not as much as like other It would hurt. For it sure. would hurt. It would suck. But you do these performances for yourself sometimes with the slides like you experience them and they're novel and they're beautiful and you're discovering them yeah and, yeah and I think like a lot of artists do that it's just you want to see that you want to like it's it's social reciprocity you want to have somebody else you're like I found this cool thing I want you to think it's cool too and by you also thinking it's cool now we both agree that it's cool now that value is doubled yeah, well, I break that. I break that process that process down though too. In that, uh, over the last year, the thing that's been really important to me is the work. Hmm. The work is the work is where you, I think, you learn things. Sure. Um, at least in the stage that I'm at in presenting something, because, you know, if you look at audiences are not guaranteed. You know, any kind of financial reimbursement isn't guaranteed, mm-hmm. and so the work is the the constant and mm-hmm. it was the thing that definitely like the younger version of myself did not want to do mm-hmm. and um but I think that it kind of in the way that um you know if I had my way when I was younger and still even to this day sometimes I would just eat pizza like all the time <laughs> you know um and then after a while you just don't feel very good no and and I think that what the um I think that for, I had a really long extended period of time where I just didn't do a lot of work Mm -hmm. and I was kind of sick. Like I needed to like have like that challenge that really like Mm -hmm. pushed me in that, in that very specific way about something that not only did I care about, Mm -hmm. but also like made me uncomfortable. Um, because you know, I could work at a retail store and not want to talk to people all the time Mm -hmm. and sell them things and that would make me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and that was work. But it wasn't work that I actually enjoyed or, you know, whatever. So I just resented it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and so I just had a really mixed out sort of amount. So some of the shows that I've done for, like, Parley, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it actually really taught me in, in this way where I really do believe, at least the most that I've ever experienced, like, if really no one was there, that's okay because I've mm-hmm. already done the work mm-hmm. of preparing Mm -hmm. and in that preparation I've learned so many different things Mm -hmm. and now like the performance is the it's just sort of the it's just the icing it's just like kind of the dessert Mm -hmm. and I'm honestly gonna get like I'm gonna that's gonna be in my body that kind of like performance anxiety excitement if there's three people in the audience um now like if you're doing, I also think two parlays so great for that because we only do like one or two performances. Sure. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot just kind of in that where you work for two months and you kind of get one or two shots. Absolutely. And that builds a lot of like anticipation, not only for an audience, 
um, but also as a performer. And, and so that's been a really great process to be a part of. Absolutely. And I think what part of that is, is it's like, it's a lot like coming to an acceptance of death and coming to accept that things are temporary and mm. have a fixed space and time, you know? Again, uh, those two fears. And have dads. Uh, dads. Dads. Um, but it's... I love you, Dad. Hey, if you're listening to this. Hey, Dad. Um, I feel great about you. Thanks. Your dad. I mean, I love my dad. Oh, I love your dad, too. Oh, really? Greg. Well, you know him a lot better. Shout out to Greg. I don't know your dad that well. I don't know if I'm at a love spot. I think you're great. Right. Yeah. You're great, Robert. Andy thinks you're great. <laughs> I like every... I like everything about you. <laughs> Woo! I did not think that through. All right. So, no, no. Death. Let's get back to death. Let's so, get back to death. Well, I think it's that um, when you are doing something and the performance is the joy and you know that it's something that is short term that is part of that um when you're young you're saying oh i'm i've not come to a place where i'm okay with the fact that i have a finite existence and mm. equally anything that you're creating you're uncomfortable with the fact that it also has mm-hmm. a finite existence mm-hmm. you make something someone tears it up and it destroys you because mm-hmm. it is dead mm-hmm. like that is gone forever mm-hmm. and you will also be that way someday mm-hmm. um, and so like when you when you do these shows and you you come to a place where you're like I'm not looking for a legacy mm. a legacy is something completely outside of my control mm. like if I want an audience to remember this for two days or I want people to remember who I was for two millennia no matter how that goes, it's going to fade. Legacy, mm. even if it's legacy, is still going to be a temporary thing. Mm. And so trying to like focus on will people be talking about me mm. this much longer after said thing mm. is still like trying to just Frankenstein something together. It's, mm. it's still going to rot. Mm. And instead just being like, let's love it while it's alive mm. and then let it die. Mm. And that's okay. Like You love those plays. But if they never stopped, like, what a chore. Yeah. You know? It's really interesting. Because I feel like I'm almost, like, like at, on the face of it, I'd be like, yeah, totally. Like, I'm not, no one's going to, like, remember my name forever. No. But I think that, like, three degrees down, uh, I'm, like, kind of like, well, like, no, it'd be cool if, like, really people, like, knew me for a while. Sure. Or I was really nice to people, and that meant that meant something that would be important. Sure, but yeah, I don't necessarily think of. Uh, I don't really think about where I fit in the like cosmos of that. Well, stuff. I mean, you know, how many generations is it before we're before we're forgotten? I don't think about that. I, I think that makes me somewhat. I'm I'm not sure. Sad is the right word. Sure, but maybe it does. Uh huh. I don't know what that gives me. Right, I I get that. I think when I think about that. It's like me releasing something. It's me yeah. trying to hold on to, um, you know, bringing, getting brought up from a Christian perspective that is telling me, you're immortal. Oh, you know, yeah, you're okay. going to exist forever. And instead being like, am I though? Probably not. Yeah. Probably this is a short-term thing. Do I have these beliefs that there's spirituality and that energy continues? Yeah, but I don't think that in any way my conscious mind is going to exist beyond the point of death. Like, I don't think that that is a part of it. Yeah, I think that, I think some of the tone maybe that I'm, like, picking up on or resisting would be in the idea that 
I will die, and there'll be a couple generations to go by, and no one will really talk about me, or, mm-hmm. you know, just like I don't know who my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather is, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, so there's that passing, but there, and, and that is, like, that is releasing in some way, but it also is, like, a, a an experience to grieve, kind of that, to, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and so I think I try and find some sort of balance of being able to, to not be paralyzed by the idea that if I do a new Instagram today <laughs> and it doesn't work out well, sure. that suddenly I'm absolutely fucked. Right. And like, that's why your grandchildren won't remember. Exactly. <laughs> Grandpoppy's, you know, pictures of pictures. Are I remember online. my great grandfather. He had a goddamn Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was like, popular. Yeah. It got sponsored content deals. Um, but also that, um, so, so that that's not going to wreck me. But also there's a part of me that really wants that to be successful. Sure. And if I, if I lose one of those, then, um, then, I'm, then I'm sort of denying some experience that I can kind of have at both of those spectrums. Absolutely. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that when it's right now. You're saying, I want to do this. I want to do this right now, and I want to fully engage with it. Right. This podcast, if I said... We did this. And then three months from now when I'm hoping to start this back up again, I say I don't do it. And this ends up being the last one. Who cares? This is fully my choice. And it's if it's if I think that it will continue to create the value that I see in it. Right. Wonderful. I think other values could exist in this as well. But at the same time, like I'm not locked into this one thing and I don't think it's gonna carry on. Yeah. You know, I I think that it's that idea of like uh, do, not feeling tr- like equal parts I am not trapped to not do this and I'm not trapped right. to do this and both of those I think can be reasons to not engage in something sure. or to be stagnant is I, if you feel trapped in either way I think and maybe it's just words but there is like I think there are people that care hmm. so it's sort of like the I'd almost say who cares is like the highest Mm-hmm. Or the maybe the lowest, like it's the it's the sort of dirtiest. Sure, like, that's a that's a way of saying yeah. It. That's a that's the wrong way to put it. And You're then, absolutely right. And then the next layer is like, well, people might care, but that's still not enough for me to actually not like to stop. Right, I'm still gonna stop, but people care. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that more looking at what you're doing and talking about it in the things that you're engaging with is like, I think that I've seen you take a Chris first perspective and that Mm -hmm. is more what i'm speaking about um is yes of course there's other people that it affects and there's this ongoing thing but you're not saying that that's the reason Mm. it's not to live forever it's not to be remembered it's not so so that it's affecting these people it's like well you know what step one does this matter to me and how does it matter to me and how do i make it the right thing and that's when when i've seen you be like quote unquote selfish right is when you create the most beautiful things that mm. do matter to me mm-hmm. and i'm proud of you in that mm-hmm. and i think that that's good selfishness that yeah. selfishness done right where then people can say you know relationship we'll go back to that relationship yeah. then your relationship into that like your significant other knows oh i know what you want if i don't know what you want if you don't want anything then totally. what the fuck can i give you totally you know? yeah yeah no, no no yeah and i i'm definitely tracking on that it's been very much of a, um, yeah, a time or a season or maybe, maybe like for what the podcast has been for you to say that, um, 
like I want to have more meaningful conversations or I want to have more mm-hmm. intentional time with people that I care about or yeah. I want to create a space that um, allows me to invite someone that I don't really know. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it allows or it has allowed for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now that gives you a space that you've that you've like marked out on your schedule mm-hmm. every week, mm-hmm. like for whatever you know, you know other yeah, things a, you structured it, around. It's ceremony, totally. Yeah, yeah, and I think I and the I had to work through a lot of stuff before I would take time and block that out first for like sort of fear of missing out mm-hmm. or um, or not believing that. I had the ability to do something that would be important to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I had too high of standards or, or something. But. Yeah, I think that you, what I saw before, if I can kind of, like... Say it. Let's yeah, do I, it. like, what I saw before and what I see now is, like, Chris very much as an in- engager in art in a way of... I My best art form is an audience member and a supporter. Like, hmm. uh, and saying, like, how can I empower people that are creating truly beautiful things that I truly believe in and and make sure I'm making time to be one of the people adding that extra value by being there, by being present, by showing up. I think you're great at that. I think that that's actually the opposite of what most people are, and that's why I like you so much. <laughs> um, whereas now I see you continuing to do that on a more, I would say, healthy basis where you're saying first and foremost, yeah. like... How am I creating something? How, what's what's my mark to add to this? And I have something that people should show up to mm. as well. And I mm. think that that's that's so. It's been so great to see. Mm. And I I just hear nothing but like our friend Ryan who did the book. He was like the second person we did the podcast with. Yeah. Um. Ryan. Ryan's the best. Ryan's the best. Hey Ryan. Ryan Gerber, about to come out with his new book really soon. Which have you been reading it? Yeah. I just finally started. I'm less of an asshole. Finally. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's great. I've never read through somebody's book, like, been the first person to read someone's book. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's cool. Um, it's scary. It's scary. Um, but just, like, having people like Ryan, who's just saying, Chris, do the thing. Yeah. Just do it. And that's, like, having people who were you for others mm. and letting that letting that shift happen, letting mm. yourself be taken care of like that. It's just been so good to see. Man, yeah. I mean, I I feel so extremely blessed to have people around me. Um, I think a really big person for that would be um, my relationship this year with with, uh, with Carter and mm-hmm. um, having someone that close who's really kind of, like, holding you to task on a lot of things sure. in, in a, like, value uh, proposition kind of thing of saying like, oh, you're you're kind of folding in on yourself on this thing. What's up with that? And yeah. Really having someone close um, just be a partner with and that stuff has, has been a really big deal. But then also just, yeah, the amount of support that I had, um, I don't, I, I'm not sure I've ever done really anything significant just by myself in that way. Like, I, I, I don't think I've really gotten a good job by myself. I definitely didn't move myself out to California by myself. I definitely didn't move to Seattle by myself. I didn't find my incredible apartment uh, by myself. Uh, I didn't buy my car by myself. You know, there's like all of these sort of earmark things that I would say are like the, well, this, I did this. I got my apartment or I got a job or, you know, and 
um, all of those have been through someone else. Hmm. And, um, and so in so many ways, some of the slides are really important just because it was a lot of value <clears throat> for me up front. It kind of didn't have to do with a lot, but the only reason that I could value it in that way was because of the continued support mm. that I had gotten. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily like, a, okay, like this one's mine and like... No, absolutely. Um, but it's, it's, oh, I actually think I can value this because so many other people have spent time like pouring into me. Absolutely. And you know, we've, like there's been some teas, you know, with any, like any good artwork. Like it was some of those things where like, it slides... What is it? Like, we don't get it. Yeah. Because it's not an art form that we're familiar with. It's not what we're used to seeing. And then you're just like, no, you guys, check it out. I'm going <laughs> to teach you to love this. I'm going to teach you how, like, I demand. And again, it's you demanding love. Mm. It's you demanding respect for yourself, for the things that you also value. Yeah. And that betters us as mm. other people. And I think that that's a big thing that, like, I'm trying to, like, cast and why I like doing this podcast and why yeah. I want to keep doing this these conversations even though like I hit points where I'm like oh another one and then I'm always glad I do it mm. um like I'm really glad I'm doing this one is yeah. like it just hits this moment where I'm able to say like you know I've had so many moments where someone is saying something and they're like hey here's where this is kind of just a, a thing I'm doing it doesn't have this value and I just want to consistently challenge that like I want to be a challenger of kind of the the slough off, which you do for me. Mm. You, you've been doing for me in this conversation. You're like, I don't know. I think people care. Yeah. Like, well, I think I, like, well, I know that they care. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do this because this is the, the last one in the season, but we were at a concert yeah. and a mutual sort of acquaintance, I'm sure she's going to be listening to this, mm. um, recognized you and was like, right. oh, is that... And so it was It was really... It was very deeply satisfying for me to see that happen to you. Right. Whether or not that was uh, sure. made you feel super comfortable No, or I can't but. tell you. I was literally in the place where I was like, maybe this is the end of the podcast. And then we went to that Cataldo show to go see Eric Anderson play. Yeah. And there was a bunch of the dudes from Hey Marseille. There was a bunch of other folks who, like, I know. And they're... Yeah. I mean, it was definitely one of those parts. It was going out with Andy. Because if you ever go to a bar with Andy <laughs> in Seattle, there's... Pro, there's I, one to three people that are going to stop and say, hi, Andy. When I first moved to Seattle, I would just say to people, do you know Andy Zook? Because it would work so many times. Now, granted, I was like going to places where you know a bunch of people. Sure. But man, I've gotten like much nicer smiles and looks. Not anything free. But much, <laughs> much nicer treatment Dude, because that's the I'm goal. a friend of Andy. The goal is the free stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Well, if I had just gotten one free coffee, then Eric I'd... Anderson, after he did the podcast, he told me I could probably get free ice cream at Molly Moons. Whoa. So, like, you know, Jeez. I mean, that's the dream. An Andy card, and you're in Andy's club. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, just going to that and having those people that I valued so much what they were creating, yeah, and then having some of the people say yes. I like what you're making. It mm -hmm. matters to me. Totally. Or say, like, oh, are you still doing that? I'd yeah. love to be on it sometime. Yeah, it's a big deal. Like, that's overwhelming to me. Yeah. Or to have someone say, like, oh, you don't know Andy? Here is a key point of reference. And it being a thing I'm creating that I value that I don't know if other people value as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is hugely kind to me. And mm -hmm. I think it makes me excited. It makes me... Um, I think it's, it's like... 
you're trying to put out into this world the version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're trying to say, this is me in, like, some ideas. And then when people actually grab onto those... Totally. Like, um, you think about middle school self, where... Oh, is it right? Homeschooled. Sorry, fuck. No, <laughs> we didn't talk about it. I said just nodding my just, head, like... Just, nope. Don't go to school, Andy. Don't go to school. Don't okay. go to school. Okay, God, let's talk about... Your time, oh, Andy. fucking God. <laughs> uh, let's talk about puberty, where you're... Or, like, you done through puberty, <laughs> yeah, Chris. I did, I did. Okay. You've got a beautiful beard. <laughs> All of that's pubic hair. Um, oh, wow. Uh, but, like, you, you hit these moments, or any turn of life, yeah, where you totally. move to a new city, and you're just trying to put out there, hey, this is what I am, Yeah. and if people are just like, that's not what you are, that's devastating. And that's a real experience. I think that that's a very human experience to present yourself as one thing and have that concept be rejected mm. by others, and choosing whether or not to accept others' belief. Yeah. And when, like, the moment happens where you put that out and people do accept it and you're like, oh, I'm that now. It's magic. It's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. I think that that is an unfamiliar experience to me, save the last few years of life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very used to being like, I'm this, and people being like, okay, we'll see if you're that. Yeah. And now to be like, I'm this, and people are like, yeah, okay, we see that. Yeah. I think that that's weird. Well, and that's, I mean, that's kind of a... Um, yeah, it, that it's so it's so interesting because when I first met you, or I think I I don't know what the point of differing experiences in life, but I think that it speaks so much to trying or just continuing to try mm. in things. Because when I met you, that would not be any of what I would associate with you. Right. But if you had explained to me that that's who you are, then maybe I would have attach some of that stuff. Sure. I think that's the joy of meeting a new person. Totally. Is, um, especially when you're, like when we first met each other, we were at Aaron and Julie's wedding. Yeah. And that was just like me around people that I deeply cared about. You were around people that you deeply cared about. Mm -hmm. And so we just said, oh, I trust their perception of this other person. And they said, they're all these great things. And I instantly was like, okay then. Yeah, totally. Like what a great environment to meet someone in. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Which is, I think... I mean, why I like shows and why I like stuff like that, because that is a place where someone's like, oh, you're somebody who also would show up to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a point of connection. Yeah. An ability to, we, I can't remember what we used to, we used to have some sort of phrase for that where it's. They've got the chip. Well, no. Chip. So that one, there's that, but it was kind of the idea that, um, so I have a lot of friends. Um, wow. Wow. That I met that way. <laughs> Sorry, just the dick. Just, it's been such a nice conversation, have, and now uh, I've decided the last ten minutes I'm. Well, just you did be say nice. my beard is pubic hairs. I'm not sure I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> That's actually factual. Yeah, no. They're maybe. a result of puberty. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna let that sit for like one more second, just for you. Um, I have had a lot of like uh, unselfish sharers. Like I think that people. Um, I think even for me, like, I, sometimes I haven't wanted to introduce someone to someone else because I'm like, oh, I don't want them to, like, mm. know this person and then they're going to become best friends. And I'm right, gonna be it's like that good, good friend. You're like, what if they find out, like, it's a low self-value and you're like, totally. I'm going to introduce them to this other person totally. who I love and then I'm never going to see yeah. them because they're like, oh, whoops, sliding yeah. over there. And I just had friends um, that, like, that you and I basically are like, Oh, I like like you're this person. Here are this like here are these like twenty people that 
like you can connect with in a very similar way. And mm-hmm. we had sort of like um, compounding interest of friendship over yeah. like a couple of years that we sort of instantly got to tap into, which yeah. was really cool. Mm. But I almost accredit that to like our friends. Yeah. Because they spoke so highly of us to other people. Right. And then we got to be like, oh yeah, well I trust you. And and now there's this guy named Mandy. And right. like, I trust that about him. I think that's why I like also this art community of this city. Is mm. I think it's, it's people who, who are seeking the value. I think it's very easy to be in a city like LA or something like that or like mm-hmm. New York where it's like, okay, I mean, I've seen that before. Or, or like, what's the value of that? I say that not having lived in these cities very long mm. in either places or at all for some of them. But, like, you know, I think for Seattle, I think that there is very much a, oh, what's the value? Let, yeah. Let's take it in. And then when you see somebody, you're like, oh, let me introduce you to my friend Chris. He does these mm. things. It's mm. so great. Like, um, it's a tendency to say, like, whether I'm there fully or not, mm. Like, we're all in this community, mm. and, and we want to share that space. I think that I see that a lot. I don't mm. think I see that from everybody, but I see that more here than I think a, I think it's rare. I think it's mm. very rare for the, that we have that community of art. Yeah, well, I think, it's, I think it's just rare to experience that as a person. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, I lived in L.A., but I'm not sure I was connected and saw enough um, things to probably have, like, a good judgment on on what that, what that scene is or, or, you know, kind of the ups and downs of just trying to, you know, connect and move through right. sort of interpersonal relationships. Right, I mean, but even talking about that, I feel like that sounds more like LinkedIn than what this sounds like. Yeah. You know, I well, if like you find a community of people that are really, um, that have, like, similar values and are, um, are just nice mm-hmm. and enjoyable to be around. I think that's special regardless. And, and for a lot of people probably is like a season, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have friends that are having kids or, you know, um, and understanding what that is like. And, um, for them, they are understanding that. I don't sure. understand that, but, um, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not, yeah, not there yet, but, nope. But watching them learn mm. those things um, and being someone who's, like, maybe outside of that experience, but maybe one day will sort of rejoin with them in that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, those are really those, those are really powerful connecting moments. Mm. And I, I do, like, when, you know, when I moved to Seattle, it felt much more like, um, like that possibility was here. There's definitely, I, for, for all of the talk of the Seattle freeze, I just even felt like just the, the atmosphere, the, just the actual, like, um, the land felt like it was just, it, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a relief to move here when I did. Absolutely. For me personally. And so I associate that with this area yeah. because of my own experience. But. Sure. I think that what it can produce, the danger of this, because there's always two sides of things, I think the danger can be laziness. Mm. because it's easy to just kind of get in, like, step one and be like, oh, I'm in the door. That's all I needed to do. So I think it's easy to be lazy, Um, and I think it's it's also easy to just kind of take those things for granted Hmm. Um, and not say, how do we push ourselves continually? How do we challenge ourselves? Mm. And I think that that is the danger. I think that things can move slower in this city Mm. because people are like, Oh, now I've got friends. That's what, like, and, and which is great. I think that's m- most of the time your people should be more important than whatever art you're creating. Mm. Um, 
But I think, like, making sure that you're saying, but am I pushing myself to be the best at this? Sure. Is that, is that a goal of mine? Right. Am I pushing myself to challenge myself? Am I, am I emboldening myself, or am I just looking for these social elements? Which, if you are, great. Yeah. But also, are you pushing yourself, or are you pushing someone else? Hmm. Are you making this thing a better thing? Yeah, I, I think you have a really interesting perspective on that because the a lot of the stuff that I've done um, has sort of um, I mean like I've done the I've done the shows at Parley, um, uh, but you know they, those really like kind of fall in my lap when they when they come mm-hmm. and and that's that's incredible. But I think that I've really like sort of experienced a lot of that conversation internally like that's been my conversation with myself Mm. and not necessarily um with other people or experiencing that like here and i think hopefully that you know i in the future would have more sort of connecting moments with the things that i'm like you know working to do because i think in some way like just learning how to manage some kind of project with myself mm-hmm. and wanting to build that strong enough so that multiple people could kind of come in and, and not get lost in, you know, what I want to happen and right. sort of just the evolution of a project. Sure. making a receptive space. Yeah, so um, so sort of for other people to have input on, you know, what, what I want to do. So, yeah. Yes, yeah. and I think part of that is also having a strong vision, saying like, if I want people to be engaged in this, people want direction. People like rules. So yeah. if I if it's something I'm creating, like for a band, like right. saying, like, I know the structure of this. We'll all talk about it. But I'm also going to be strong enough to say, like, I don't think this is the right way to go. Yeah, Ryan and I were talking about last night. Ryan was over. And we were talking about actually talking about projects that we're working on and how... Talking about talking about projects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. That was, yeah, that was a double. I thought We were discussing about how when you talk about something that you're working on, you can kind of get some sort of gratification mm. from mm-hmm. it that really can sort of take some wind out of your sails. Oh, man. For so true. So true. And really asking ourselves um, kind of like how do you... How do you uh, protect that? Mm. And also not just be the guy or the person that's like, I got some stuff going on. Absolutely. How do you connect with someone? And then also how do you sort of like have some reserves that are Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to talk about this yet. And and I think it's a learning process. I think we both shared that when we've talked about something. So like now I'm not going to be productive for like two weeks. Now that you said all this like really nice stuff about me, um, but just the just the idea of like it's your pr- pain. Pain brings desire, and yeah. then that desire takes its form in actions and saying like I have a need. I need to do something about yeah. it. Yeah, or also sort of like the same. I think he and I both kind of talked about. Um, well, he he. This was a thought that I didn't share with him, but almost like when you're when you're planning a surprise for someone, right? There's like a real exciting anticipation that you get. With the idea, and I think that some of what I've done is be worried that the that what I produce actually won't like gratify or excite mm. people, uh-huh. and so I kind of go like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. Like that's sort of cool, right?" Mm-hmm. And it what's shared out when it's shared out of that, it's almost like de-escalating 
liability right. to like, surprise it's, it's, someone. It's telling people also, like, I need you to well, respond in this way because I feel bad about this. Right, and we, right. we call it, like, putting out feelers about a project, but sure. it's really kind of like, does this suck? And what what's your reaction to it? And am I crazy? Right. And which isn't very sexy. N- well, well, it's not very sexy, but also too, it, it's definitely like a learning process to be like, oh, when I'm like think I'm vulnerably sharing about a project, really, what I'm looking for is whether or not you're and, asking, is my dick big enough? And I'm, I'm I really mean that. I truly mean that. You're and you can put that in any like, yeah, is I mean, this okay? Right. Instead, just come out being like, hey. This is okay. Or, <laughs> or, like, hey, I'm having a really hard time thinking about this thing. You know, sure. like, in the... Also sexy. Right, exactly. Vulner- vulnerability or sort of, like, bravado. Yeah. I think, but... There are different uh, levels of vulnerability. He and I both were sort of like, yeah, we don't really want really to do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited for for you and, like, the next... I'm going to miss having the podcast every week. It's just going to be a few weeks, I think. Yeah. I just need some time, and it's exactly what you're saying. Like, I know that I that I have things that I keep talking about, about what I'm going to do to make the podcast mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of, like, other art projects that I have that need my focus right now. Yeah. And there's ways that I need to just improve. I want to improve the production value of this. Event, right. And I think I can do that. I just need to stop, upgrade, yeah. and go again. I think that's a really mature thing, because I... I was talking to a friend, and they were talking about sort of space and feeling like they needed more, trying to find that in their current schedule, and I sort of, we sort of got to a point where I was kind of like, can you even do that? Like, can you even find more space? Like, right. you might need to just drop something. I have to drop something. And and so, in, in a lot of ways, it can be like, um, when you're in the, when you're in the like sort of the groove of something or the just doing it and it becomes kind of a routine it's really scary sometimes to put those things down whether or not you know I don't know whether or not you feel scared or not but I think it's a big deal to actually be able to say like stop for the sake of it yeah and you've actually I've watched you had to do that a couple of times this year for things mm-hmm. that you really care about and right. I and that has made me really think about whether or not in my life, when I say I want to change something, whether or not I'm actually mm. really, like, setting up a space for that. Right. And you and I, I think, are both people who are very rule-oriented. Mm. We, we like, but are also very controlled mm. by rules. Like, I want to know what is the expectation so I can meet it, but then also it's difficult for me to say, and now I'm bending or breaking that. Yeah. Um, and for me, I've just learned the only way I can do that is by making new rules. Right. The rules can't disappear. I just have to make a new one. Yeah, yeah. And in this one, it's like I have a weekly thing. But giving myself breaks and saying, like, well, it's a seasonal thing. Yeah. I'm taking a season off. Yeah. That's a different rule. Yeah, I'm, totally. And I just, that's how my brain works. And that's I cool. have to do that for myself. Um, so before the next season comes back, because there's going to be some months, I would probably be like, this is the shit that Chris is about to do when you're about to do it. But now there's going to be some silence. I don't know. Maybe I'll do some bonus episodes or anything. But, like, yeah. do, you th- do you know, like, this is the kind of the next thing that I want to put out there or is right now like an internal time is this like is this more, more sewing season right Ooh, now it's, um, I think it might be more that I'm going to be making stuff I think I moved and that was like a, or it still has been a process of like s- sorting through like a lot homes. of things yeah I moved I moved I moved house as they say yeah um, and some of that it, it, some of the hard part about that is 
looking at all of the stuff that I've collected to make things yeah. and realize that I haven't made them. Um, and so I think I'm kind of getting a little fidgety. So, uh, I, yeah, I launched the Instagram, which is just the slides, Mm. um, at the slides, at the slides. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to be posting stuff on that very regularly. And then, um, I've been writing some video content, nice stuff that's like kind of visual essay or. Just sort of... Right, we haven't talked about that at all. Like, no. that you've been consistently showing up to all my band stuff and, like, filming stuff and filming lots of stuff extra yeah. as well. Well, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I've been... Um, for years. For for years, yeah. It's been, it's been quite um, a cool thing to be able to uh, have you guys let me come along for the ride mm-hmm. with, like, recording stuff and make me feel really welcome and... Um, uh, we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about the damn tiny desk concert that we did that night. <laughs> we did it. That was yeah. so fun. Oh, yeah. that was such a cool video that you made. Yeah, well, um, it was a cool idea. So we didn't win. We didn't win. I mean, it's okay. Can't win them all. Just Can't most win of them. All. Just m- hopefully most of them. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So they're like so. Definitely want to produce some video stuff um, that I'm that I'm doing and and writing and shooting. And uh, maybe some music stuff, and then I'd love to do more in actual, like, a dedicated space for the slides. Like, mm. that's that would be a big goal for me is to actually um, get some dedicated space. And I've been, like, applying to some competitions for talks, um, mm. and uh, I'm going to be traveling somewhere internationally this year and going to be creating content Damn around right that. Damn you are. So. Tight, man. Yeah. Okay. Here's the challenge, but what is going to stop you? What is going to stop me? Yeah. What would be the thing that stops you? You said, like, these probably these next two weeks, you joked around, like, oh. I'm not going to do anything for these next two weeks because I've got, like, my fix of talking about it. But that's also half joke, half truth. Yeah. No, I think some sometimes the um, – it's just, it's just the – I think the quiet is what typically stops me. Mm-hmm. I, I get um, really, like, kind of worked up. Uh, in sort of like preparation to kind of launch into something Mm -hmm. and then whatever the free fall is that happens after that is very quiet Mm -hmm. and so typically if I'm not um, if if I'm not recognizing that then it can it can get real sad Mm -hmm. but now that I've said it out loud it can't happen nope just because I made that rule before and now I'm making a new rule the next two weeks are going to be insanely busy and productive for me so dude can't wait to see what you put out what about watching the Instagram what about you Andy dude so we're hoping uh, at the end of April to be putting out that EP which we talked about in the first episode nine months ago so excited I know just like overhauled it re-recorded a bunch of stuff I listened to some of that stuff today I cannot be more thrilled about how yeah. it's sounding so it sounds so good putting that out pretty soon gonna be doing some shows um, so really focusing on that and then focusing on learning like I want to learn how to do this podcast stuff better and cool. I'm going to be learning uh, some stuff around the electric guitar that I know are my deficits mm. and I'm just trying to say like I've been performing, I've been working on these different things, now I want to build my skills. So these next three months, I think, are very much like, take something I've worked on for a long time, it doesn't really need much more work from me, so just kind of put it out there, and well, it's like, let that paper airplane just kind of coast for a bit, Um, and then while that's happening, just grow, just take a season to grow. So that's, that's really my big focus. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. 
Well, from all of the, from, I feel like I'll speak for all of the guests from season one. Thanks for having us on and taking your time and having conversations with us. Thanks for empowering me to do this. You're a good friend. I like you. Thanks for listening to him and sending me texts. Of course. And pictures of your phone when you're listening (laughs) to me. See, it's me. I'm listening. Yeah. Does anyone else do this? You're like, no. No, literally just you do this. (laughs) Well, if it's already out there, I want to be on season two. Okay. You're not invited. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. No, we'll get it again. Two episodes. Your first double. First double. First what double. An honor. Yeah. The main goal, though, more plays than Natalie Klausner. That's the goal. Dude, and I had to do that by coming on twice. That's yeah. yeah. Two episodes to make up for her one. Yeah, Natalie's, these are compounds, yeah. so I'm putting them all in one. Dude. Cheers. Cheers. Cool.